Welcome to Talk South Asian to Me. My name is Michelle. And my name is Anusha. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central and hear us react to each other's stories about growing up in different South Asian households and our stories about mental health. And remember, this podcast is not therapy. Engage with what feels entertaining and resonates with you and leave what doesn't. All righty, let's get into our topic today, which is L. Yeah, L. (laughs) And L for love. So we're going to talk about love languages today. Woohoo! Love. (laughs) I know. Hearts. We should have worn pink and red today, actually. I know. It's fine. We're wearing black for those of you who can't see us, but that's fine. It's fine. We can love roll with it. Love has no color. Love has nothing. Love is love. No color. So today, before we get into love languages, um, I am going to, before I even like talk about what are the love languages, defining them, examples, I'm going to give you a pop quiz, Michelle. <laughs> oh my goodness. A pop quiz. <laughs> I know. I Did wish you would be done this? with school. <laughs> You're in school of Anusha now. <laughs> oh man. Is this school fair? Easy. <laughs> Well, we grade on a curve. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm a ready. generous Hit curve. <laughs> so, what do you remember about love languages? Like of the love languages that exist, you know, widely known. What are the ones you remember? Mm, I know a while back I took a quiz and I read a little bit of a lot of articles about language, love languages. Mm-hmm. I know like there's like giving and receiving. There's like the five main types. I think it's five. Mm-hmm. I think it's quality time, words of affirmation, mm-hmm. gifts, uh, physical touch. What's the fifth one? Hold on. I can think of this. You can do ah, it. It's You're so close. <laughs> words of affirmation, quality uh-huh. time, physical touch, gifts, mm-hmm. and acts mm-hmm. of service. Yes. Look at yes. you on a fire. You didn't yes. even need a curve. that was awesome yeah exactly okay here's a little bit of a harder question making you do the work do you know Mm. who was the marriage therapist who popularized and came up with these five love languages no i have no idea i didn't even know it was a marriage therapist yeah it was a marriage counselor back in 1992 who named and like listed and like theorized what these love languages were and his name was Dr. Gary Ooh. Chapman. Okay. Yeah. Thanks Gary. And you're right. Dr. Gary Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job Dr. Gary Chapman. Still in use yes. today. <laughs> yes. Um you said earlier, you know, something about like giving and receiving and you're totally right. There is in love, like it's not just it's not just love, you know, just the concept. There's giving love and then there's receiving love. And mm-hmm. so with giving and receiving love, they don't necessarily need to look the same. You know, they can look a little mm-hmm. bit differently. Yeah. Um, so and I'll talk a little bit about what I mean by like it can look differently. So, you know, you said the five love languages, right? And you're right. They're words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, mm-hmm. gifts, and acts of service. So yes. what does that mean? Lots of fancy words. <laughs> <laughs> so basically words of affirmation, kind of how it sounds. Basically, it's all about... Um, showing your love through encouragement, through appreciation, through empathy, showing your love through um, even like actively listening to someone. And other examples, you know, more concretely like actions can be like leaving a note for somebody, writing a letter, Mm, writing a text, saying it to them, you know. Um, Words of affirmation, simple enough, right? Yeah. Now, quality time, even more simple than that. (laughs) It's the time (laughs) that you spend with a person that feels like it has some quality over the quantity. So it's not about, oh, did I get my hour in with this person? But rather, was it like a one-on-one, uninterrupted time, no distractions, no phone? You're just solely connected and engaged with this person, regardless of whatever you're doing with this person, whether it's talking to them, going on a walk with them, doing an activity together. The what you're doing doesn't matter so much as so as you feel an uninterrupted quality time with this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That makes sense. Like the how. Like yeah. how are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Like, does it feel exactly. quali- Does it feel like it's quality? Yeah. Because quantity is all about like, okay, I'm here. I'm getting in my I check off. Yeah, I spent time with grandma. I spent time with my friend. <laughs> no, it's more so about like I'm so excited to be here and I'm like I'm engaged. I'm enjoying it. I'm connecting with this person. That's the yes. quality time, the love piece of it. Yes. Um, the other love language that you had mentioned, physical touch. Again, self-explanatory. It's all about um, – you know, tactile, right? So whether that's using your touch to express love through a hug, through a kiss, through holding hands, um, you're just kind of putting your hands on someone's shoulder. What was that? Yeah. Cuddling. Cuddling. Oh, yes. Favorite always. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Even as simple as like putting your hand on someone's shoulder, like in a really friendly way or like on their back and like kind of like rubbing circles and just like something to show like comfort, something to show I'm here for you. I support you. I love you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like people who like love hugging their pets or stuffed animals or being with them, like cl- holding them close, they like mm-hmm. that's like another act of physical touch, like the love language, Absolutely. right? Like, yeah, you're like squeezing them and hugging them. So, <laughs> okay, that actually reminds me of something. <laughs> biting. <What? laughs> oh my gosh, biting. Is that one of those listed as an example? No, but I think it should qualify, actually. That's so funny. I, I've actually heard this happen a lot. Like, I used to do that. Sometimes when I get, like, really just, like, overwhelmed with love, sometimes I have the urge to bite people, like my husband or, like, That's my so mom. Funny. Just be like, uh-uh. <laughs> Did you, you know, um, elephants see us, like, dot, like, we see, like, like puppies. Really? Like, they want to just, like, like, squeeze us or, like... <laughs> You know, pick us up. Have you seen those videos so of cute. elephants like I wrapping you them around, like picking them up and swinging? No, yes. I feel like you need to send me this video. That sounds yes, so cute. I do. I do. Sorry, that was a tangent. Keep going. That's adorable. <laughs> now I can't get that image out of my head. How cute! I know. Okay, we were talking about biting, biting. Yeah, coming back to it, biting. So. When Ivy called me out on it the other day, well, it's been a while. He's called me on it. And he's like, "Why do you bite?" And I'm like, "I just have so much love." And he's like, "But why are you biting?" So yeah, I guess TikTok heard me, you know, as social mm. media tends to hear you, and started seeing a lot of these examples of how <laughs> women sometimes bite their partners. Not exclusively women, but that's just like the examples I hear. And there's apparently a science to it. I don't know if you can call it like an actual science, but like a a psychology to it. Like sometimes you're just so overwhelmed with love that Mm -hmm. it's just not enough. Like you can't contain this love. So you need a physical release. And that sometimes comes out in the form of biting. It's an actually like seemingly normal-ish thing that people do. It's not just me. I'm not crazy. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So when you you mentioned like you just want to like squeeze your pets, it reminded me. Yeah, and sometimes I want to bite, like, cute little babies and, like, people because they're so cute. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever bit somebody, Michelle? No, but I have wanting to, like, especially, like, babies and, like, cute animals. Like, oh, my gosh, you want to squeeze them. You just want to, like, squeeze <laughs> them hard or, like, pick them up and spin them around. <laughs> <laughs> this, is such an, uh, this is such an auntie move, though. We're like, oh, I just want to squeeze I know. you. Oh, my gosh. No squeezing. squeezing of the cheeks. Ouch. I'm, like, no squeezing any flashbacks. I would get, like, red for a long time. Not fun. Oh. (laughs) Let's see. So going back to our love languages, we've done three. So the fourth one, I mean, they're in no particular order, but the fourth one that I'm talking about is gifts. So that's gifts as in, like, anything. It doesn't have to be equated to a monetary value, but more so it's just, like, a a thoughtful gesture or, like, a small token Mm -hmm of appreciation, just something to say like, hey, I'm thinking about you or hey, this reminded me of you. Um, Mm -hmm. So that could be anything from like a flower, whether you buy it, whether you pluck it, Um, getting you your favorite food or a favorite candy bar, Um, like a cute magnet that you see when you're at five below and you see this really cute thing that just really describes somebody. Just grab it and like, all right, this is you. (laughs) Speaking from lived experience right there. Um, like a postcard or even like a keychain that you grab from your travels and you bring back from someone and like it's just all about like the gesture and showing someone love through just saying like hey I'm thinking about you this reminded me of you what else okay so the last one <laughs> what was it Michelle what was the last one 
Acts of service. Mm-hmm. FX. Yes. Killing it. High five. Yeah. Acts of service. <laughs> so acts of service are anything that we do for somebody that we care about to show we love them by saying, hey, maybe you're busy or maybe you're not. I just want to help you out. Let me do something for you. Um, so that the easiest example is like, for example, chores, right? So let's say um, your friend, your roommate, your partner, your parents, someone's busy. They're at work. Dishes are piled up. You're like, you know what? I have time. Let me go do the dishes for them so yeah. I don't have to worry about it. That's just going out of your way to show somebody like, hey, I care about you. I'll take care of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are the That's five nice. love languages. Okay. And as I was, you know, thinking about these love languages today, you know, preparing for the podcast, um, I had a little bit of an insight that came to me. Okay. And it's What's not something that came to me more so just like I was remembered of this fact. And it's just simply that going back to what we we're talking about receiving and giving love. Yes. Sometimes the way that we give love is the way that we, one, either know that's how we've always done it, or two, that's how we want to receive love. Mm. And that's wonderful. Loving in any way is absolutely wonderful and acceptable. But I think that sometimes loving someone that they feel loved is so much more impactful. Mm-hmm. You, do you understand the distinction that I'm trying to make? I don't know if I explained that well. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. Like, Sometimes people tend to give love the way they want to, like, and match that with, with the way they would like to receive love instead of paying attention yeah. with the other person, what the way they want to receive love. It might mm-hmm. be different. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. For example, like, if your love language was physical touch, mm-hmm. but I'm a little bit like, oh, I don't know about PDM squirmish. I would rather do like acts of service for you and like maybe I crossed off an errand for you. You yeah. would be really appreciative, I'm sure, but I don't necessarily know that you would like feel the love versus if yes. I were to give you a hug and like if I were to, you know, like pat you like really soothingly on the back, like you would feel the love because that's what – that's how you tend to prefer to receive your love. Exactly. So it would just make more of an impact. And I think that's why it's so important. Like it doesn't matter if we're doing one love language over the other, but I think if we're trying to be as impactful as possible, like it's something cool to know. Like how does a person you care about receive love? And have I been doing that? Can I do that more? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I feel like I read this. I don't know. You can maybe say that you see. I want to see if you've heard about this too, like how mm-hmm. it relates to like the person's past. Like sometimes a person's love language is like relates, like receiving love, especially is a way they desired the love that they wanted when they were younger, like they didn't get. So mm-hmm. their love language became that. And, yeah. you know, part, like I feel like personally and people I've known personally like have seen that pattern, which is so interesting. And I wonder like if there is mm-hmm. research, I'm sure there is, or if there's more articles about how it relates to your your past and your childhood experiences and how mm-hmm. that shapes your love languages. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even anecdotally, like I can tell you a lot of – I mean, I talk about love languages like all the time when I talk about relationships and like therapy – And so Mm -hmm. I can tell you, like, absolutely, that's definitely a thing. When people don't receive a certain kind of love language growing up, they tend to crave it because that's a need that hasn't yet been met. Yes. But in the same kind of vein of thought, though, I have to say, it's not exclusive. It's not always the case because sometimes the person gets so uncomfortable because they're not used to a certain Mm. kind of love language that they continue to not be comfortable with receiving that love language. Gotcha. So, it so could it's, go it's both very ways. much a yeah. – Yeah, like think for example, like, you know, like when you have siblings, your siblings and you typically go through very similar experiences growing up, but your perceptions of growing up might be so, so different, mm-hmm. which is why like love language is the same thing. You might yeah. go through um, receiving or not receiving a certain kind of love language – but depending on how you perceive the situation, you either crave mm-hmm. it and want it in your you know, future or you yeah. kind of double down. You're like, no, that's uncomfortable. I don't want that. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. I feel like, yeah, with siblings too, like just so different sometimes too, like the way you are given love or the way the attention is given in the household and that could shape on what you desire and what you received. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that was very um, definition-oriented and example-oriented, but I want to put a little bit of a South Asian spin on it. Okay. (laughs) So I'm excited. Here's my South Asian spin on it. I did some digging and – I found a couple of articles that kind of reiterated the same thing. So I'm going to talk about one in particular instead of all of them. Um, And this one that I'm going to talk about, it was written by Jessica Kumar, and it was for her global nomadism blog. And this is what she had to say. She basically said that while the five languages are definitely based on like needs and definitely applicable elsewhere everywhere around the world there are some aspects of it that are just not commonly found or as applicable Mm -hmm. can you guess what one or two of them might be words of affirmation yeah that's a big one (laughs) there's one one. more any ideas physical touch heck yeah yeah (laughs) those are two really really big ones (laughs) i know yeah spot on guessing though (laughs) No, you can't call them guessing. Remember what we learned in science? These are educated guesses, hypotheses. That's true. Educated (laughs) guesses. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, So what she had mentioned, which I'm sure you can guess, is that one of our love languages, and this is a popular one that resonates a lot with um, like immigrant families, South Asian, East Asian, Latinx communities, food. Food is mm. a love language. Yeah. And the way that looks can look like a lot of different things. It can technically look through kind of using your words, using your actions, you know, active service, words of affirmation. It can be a blend of those things, but it's really centered around food. Food. The idea of that like, have you eaten yet? As like a way to say, I love you. Yes. <laughs> Instead of, it have seems you eaten? sometimes it's nagging. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Very true. (laughs) Um, And this one we've already talked about right in the past of like cutting up fruits for you, whether Mm -hmm. as a way of apology or love, just kind of, you know, showing like, hey, I'm here. Care about you. Care about your health. Eat your fruits. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Whether it shows up when you go to a party and you can't leave without a Tupperware of leftovers, because again, another show of love. Um, Whether it shows up with the people, you know, like family or friends or like whoever making you your favorite foods. Yeah. Um, another big one, and I think this is a very basic thing, offer you seconds, thirds, and fourths of your favorite Oh, yes. Things. <laughs> or like your plate's empty. Eat more. Eat more. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And or like I think that oh, one, sorry, I, yeah. I imagine that doesn't really surprise you, right? Like food is love. Absolutely. That's true. Food is life. Yeah. Food is life. Food is love. Food is everything. Yes. yes. Like, you know, when you're saying this, like what comes to mind too is like um, like even if you like stop by someone's house to like pick something up or drop something off, like the first thing mm-hmm. they say is like, come in. Did like, let eat? me give you some yeah. food. Or, or drink like, You know, something. if you say no, like, oh, we have to go, they'll pack it for you and give it to you to take it to go, mm-hmm. right? Like that's so – Exactly. That's so insightful. You're right. Like yeah. everything's centered about around food when it comes to showing love and appreciation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a really big one for a lot of communities. And it certainly rings true, like in my childhood and like even now. Yeah. The way I see people show love or at least more comfortable with showing love, a way of taking care of you. Mm. Yep. Making food. The other one, and this one isn't like revolutionary, we already talked about it as a love language, but it's something that um, she talks about in her blog gifts. So being able okay. to, yeah, so like being able to give, for example, I, I know you've done this, <laughs> being able to like give somebody something the first time you go and see them for their yes. apartment, their house, or yeah. the first time somebody gets married and you go visit them or like whatever the situation is, like just kind of when you go to someone's place, you take, I don't know, flowers, you take a plant, you take sweets, yeah. you take chocolate, you do something yeah. Yeah. as a gesture, right? It makes sense. Yeah, and like that's a really big one um, in the culture 
when you go to someone's place, that's like been drilled in. You got to take something to them. You got to take something. Can't go empty-handed. Exactly. And the last one she talks about, and this has this doesn't have a lot to do necessarily with the love languages, but again, just like the food, it kind of brings in a little bit of mixture of the uh, different love languages, but it can also be a category of its own, and it's respect for your significant other's family, or just, I guess you could just say mm-hmm. respect for family in general. So the idea behind this one um, was that to show that because families are just such a huge part of a collectivist South Asian culture, that it's just taking it a step further to show that you care about your partner, you invest in time, energy, effort with their family, whether yeah. that's doing something your partner's dad wants to do, whether that's making something or taking something nice for your partner's mom, you know, whatever it might yeah. be, just taking an interest and showing that respect and love for your partner through their family. Yep. Yeah. I attest to that. <laughs> Sometimes some of these things are expectations too, I would say. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point, you know, that you bring up. Like it is an act of love, but it's also an expectation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. food for food thought. Food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Yummy a soda. <laughs> <laughs> can't speak until you you know give me a soda then or i give you a I soda have a jinx shot <laughs> you're so cute <laughs> do you remember that i do remember that square circle dot pinch do you remember that <laughs> you take me back <laughs> yes no but you're right there's a fine line which one is it mm-hmm. i think the food is a little bit more lo- love language mm-hmm. and then I feel like the respect for family is a little bit more like it's a little blurry. It's a little blurry for me. Mm. You know? Okay. Yeah. I think I'm a really big fan of saying this in therapy. A lot of my clients hear this too much, but I'm a really, really big fan of things being on a spectrum and I see like literally yes. everything on a spectrum. So I feel exactly. like even this, I think you've got love on one end, obligation on another end, like obligation and expectation. Yeah. And I think we all tend to fall somewhere in between. Yes. Hopefully and somewhere. I think love languages work that way too. Yeah. Hmm. Like if what someone – If someone – Say like if someone's – Like my receiving love language is gift giving, mm-hmm. so I'm going to like – you know, I want my partner uh, to give me gifts. Like it's yeah. an expectation. It can become an expectation. So yeah. I think it's like you're right, like a spectrum yeah, for all true. languages. Yeah. That's a good point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the way that you feel loved is like what you expect from someone when they show you love. Mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's all I've got on the researchy educational side of things. Uh, ready to dive okay. into more of a storytelling. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) So I thought today, instead of sharing like generic like story, today I want to be a little bit more structured and talk about the love languages and my experience with them. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So I'll start with words of affirmation. So as you correctly predicted earlier, words of affirmation and physical touch are just not very big in the South Asian community, in a collectivist culture. It's not really big. And it definitely rings true for my experience. I even remember um, this just stands out to me and I make fun of mom all the time about it now as an adult. Mm-hmm. When I was young, I was always, as I've told you before, like I was deemed like the good child, mm-hmm. the easygoing child, which aka, as you know, <laughs> that just means I was a people pleaser. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. But at that time, as you can imagine, I lapped it up. I was like, yes, I'm the good child. Oh, everybody loves me. Everybody knows I'm such a good kid. I really did equate the idea of being a good kid and like so easy to manage as the more I can do that, the more love I get. So I used to hear that all the time from everybody that I knew. Everybody except mom mom and dad, I guess. But I don't count dad in this. It was – you know, mom in particular, who never said like, oh, you're such a good girl. She was kind of like, yeah, that's to be expected. Yeah, okay. Mm. But everybody else was like, no, you got it so lucky. Like she's so easygoing. And one time I think I was like maybe 
early high school, I asked mom after leaving someplace and I was like, mom, like everybody always has said this all my life. Why did you never said that to me? Why have you never said you're a good kid? (laughs) You want to know what she said? Yeah, I want to know what her response was to that. That's good. I think she said this is half a joke and half meaning it. But what she said was, I just don't want to get a big head about it. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. So she, yeah, she was like, I didn't want to say it because that validation might mean you can get away with something. Like the thought mm. behind that, right? And like that's. Yeah. Like where is it coming from? I'm curious. Hmm. It's a very therapist question. (laughs) Okay, so again, words of affirmation, not a big thing. And as you know, we've talked about in the past, and as you've known, my dad, he's not big of a talker anyway. So words of affirmation coming from my dad, that's just a big no. That no, not a thing. Perhaps the occasional good job. That's about it. (laughs) Mm. Um that's still a lot. True. That is true. Yeah. Fair enough. It was rare, but it did exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. When it came to physical touch, right? I'll do that one next. I don't have to tell you South Asians, physical touch, not a Mm -hmm. thing. So much so Mm -hmm. that, like, hugging is not a thing. And, like, kissing, not a thing. Like, none of physical touch was really a big thing except for, like, maybe when, you know, if mom was going to put oil in my hair and like she'd get her hands in there and she'd like give me a little scratchies that would feel good. Yeah. That's mm. as far as physical touch would go. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't know when it changed exactly. I think around high school, maybe college, I was just a lot more like open and like free with my emotions. Like I felt a little unblocked from them and physical touch is like a big one for me. I just feel yeah. like with physical touch – you can convey so much sincerity, comfort, yes. like warmth, safety, love, yes. obviously, and like just such I an energy. Yeah, I know. I thank you. Hugs. I take that as a high praise. I get yes. good hugs. I do love your hugs. They're I love the that. best. Mm, thank you. <laughs> and exactly that. So that's what I like. love is like hugs and like the things that you can convey with a hug. Yeah. So I'm a big hugger. My family, not so much. <laughs> and I'm talking about everybody, mom, dad, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandparents. So every single time I go to India, I'm all about my huggings. I'm like, every time someone walks through the door, somebody leaves, I'm just like, hug. <laughs> and at this point, they're used to it coming from me, but they're so uncomfortable with it still. Like they're open to it and welcoming to it, but they're just like, uh, hug. and just so awkward around it that literally I'm they have the nickname for me they're like oh here comes the hugger (laughs) it's it's not a bad nickname though it's a loving yeah I don't mind at least to you I don't know about them (laughs) they love my hugs so I'll take it because they're like you're so affectionate and don't want to admit it they they probably crave it and don't admit it (laughs) yeah who doesn't who doesn't want to receive love through hugs yes yes (laughs) They do like it, though, because they do say it with, like, such a chuckle, and then they go, like, oh, you're so sweet and affectionate. Because, again, like, not a lot of people hug, right? So yeah. it, like, throws them for a loop, but they do secretly love it. Oh. <laughs> They're lucky um, to get your hugs. You're so sweet. Thank you. I'm going to have a big <laughs> ego about it later. I give the best Good. hugs. Michelle said yes. so. <laughs> yes. You can tell all of them that. <laughs> I will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a little badge for myself. Yes, this is best, best hugger, hugger. Certified by Michelle. <laughs> yes, there you go. Um, let's see. So another love language. Okay, let's take quality time. So okay. for me, I felt like in the beginning, like way, way back when I can remember, we had a you know typical immigrant story. So at that time, mm-hmm. when I was quite young, I felt like mom and dad were quite you know, in the phase of hustling, making ends yeah. meet, you know, that kind of very hustle culture at that time. So quality time was a little bit hard to come by back then. Mm-hmm. But, you know, eventually things settled. And even when they were very, very busy, like they still always made time to show their love and support through like showing up 
for me for like award ceremonies or like games or dance recitals. I and that that always meant a lot, you know, quality time. We're not really mm-hmm. doing one on one necessarily, but like showing up for somebody in a sign of sh- support, you know, especially due to like busy schedules like that. That's yeah, very loving. Right. And then eventually as I got older and like we were a little bit more settled and like we had the ability to we started going on vacations. Right. So vacations were definitely one of my most like cherished memories growing up. And oh, yeah, it was like just like the three of us, like the family just exploring, just not working, not doing anything. My parents took vacation seriously when they were on vacation. They were like no work time. So then we would really yes. get into like having fun and really getting oh, to I spend like time that. with each other. And I think yeah, I can really quality. Yeah. yeah. I think quality time is a really big, um, big one for the family. Yeah. Let's see. What am I down to? Two love languages. Okay. Acts of service. Oh, yeah. Acts of service is huge in my family. Yes. Um, Whether that's you know, dad cutting up fruits for me. Dad was a fruit cutter mm-hmm. <laughs> who would bring them up when I was studying and be like, okay, eat your fruits. And whether that's mom like making my favorite dishes, whether that's <laughs> when it comes to chores even. I know we've talked about this and it it still feels so silly to me, but <laughs> growing up, like I wasn't I don't know if I should say I wasn't allowed or if I should say I wasn't trusted to do chores. It's a little uh, bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to cook because mom was like always busy. You know, she's a working mom. She had to do work, cook and do more work. So she was like, I don't have time to teach you. Come on, let's go. Let me let me get in there and get it done. Yeah. And then with like dad, like laundry, dishes, he would just be like, laundry, I don't trust you (laughs) to do it right. He refused to teach me how to do it until the absolute last possible moment before college. Can you believe that? Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. Unbelievable. That's so funny. That's like their acts of service for you. Very true. Absolutely. Because the other thing was dishes. And he'd be like, you don't have to do dishes. You're going to get your, you know, your skin all like dry and wrinkly and like go study, go spend your time studying. So Mm. I recognize that that is in and of itself a privilege, though. I mean, not doing chores as a child is unheard of. And it's a very big love language for them to be like, let me help you out in this way. Don't do it. Go study. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would see them do it for each other too. Like mom does it for dad. Dad does it for mom oh, and like for sweet. other people in the family. Yeah. You know, picking up aunt's kiddos from school if, you know, my aunt's busy. Just like lots of acts of service around the family to go around. <laughs> yeah. And the last one is gifts, right? So with yeah. gifts – I feel like that was uh, – gifts is really important to me. I love being able to show love, appreciation, gratitude through the use of gifts. Yeah. And I definitely 100% get that from mom. She loves Aww. to give gifts. And she That's loves sweet. to spend time scouring and researching, trying to find like the perfect gifts. And I got that from her mm. for sure. That's sweet. Yeah. It's Aww. very thoughtful That's for good. sure. And I – Yeah. Like hugs, I think it's a really – great way of showing that you're paying attention and you know what the person maybe wants or likes or has been secretly hinting at for a while. Yes. Oh, I love how you listed all of them and how they relate in your life. But you haven't Mm -hmm. really mentioned what your love languages are. I'm curious. I know. I did it on purpose. I wanted you to guess. (laughs) You wanted me to guess? Hmm. I do want you to guess. I think you've told me before. I think we've talked about this before. A little bit. Yeah, I'm sure they've come up. But it could have changed. Hmm, that's Let's true. See. Mine do tend to change, though. I know <laughs> physical touch. Yeah. Because you said hugger. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> uh-huh. What else? What else? Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Is physical touch one? You say yes? Yeah, absolutely. A big one. Okay. Am I naming top three or top two? What are we doing? That Mm, that changes. (laughs) Let's do top three. That'll make it easier for you. Mm, More chances of right. Surprisingly, that's dropped down lately. 
Oh. I know. Mm. I think it's because I've just gotten so busy. That should have been my first guess. Words of affirmation. That quality time and words of affirmation were a huge one for me, especially when, you know, when we were in the same city. But now they're a little bit less. Mm, so gifts. Now it's process of elimination. Mm-hmm. Gifts. I know. <laughs> gifts and acts of service. Yay. Yeah. Especially right now, I think those are big for me. And I think I think I know why. With my family now having moved so far away and me being so far away from them, I think that what I crave, since I can't get quality time and words of affirmation never really came well, mm. I think what I crave mm. now is um, – like little tokens of like you're thinking of me whether that's like of course my mom's like expert at this so she does this already but like I I think I gravitate more towards that now especially because she's so far away Mm -hmm. even if it's like little things like you know sometimes she'll go somewhere and then she'll pick up like a random like candy bar for me or she'll pick up a random you know little thing and I, I just I really love that even though I'm so far away like it's just a nice reminder of like oh I'm still on her mind yeah miles away i love it and then physical touch again obvious reasons i loved i'm a hugger i'm a hugger yes (laughs) that makes sense acts of service i think right now just because you know with the business and everything right it's just been so busy that i really have been needing and craving that acts of service which adi fulfills towards bountiful Mm -hmm. amounts for sure just kind of stepping up especially with the cooking bees i'm not a cooker You lucky, ma'am. I know. I know. Don't I know it? I know. And he cooks good food. I've had it, y'all. It's good. It's good. <laughs> yes. Keep telling him you should start a too. restaurant. South mm. Asian food, too. Yes, Abby. All listening. the foods. You got our support for the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So these are these are the best ways, you know, going back to giving, receiving love, right? So these are the ways mm-hmm. that I tend to, at the moment – like to receive love, mm-hmm. but they're not exactly the same as the way I give love. So mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you can guess. I love love to give love. I love yes. love love to give love. That was a lot of love. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love to give love, love, love through words of affirmation. As you yes. know, I consider myself the ultimate hype woman and cheerleader. Yes, I love you to are. cheer for all of my wonderful friends and yes, everybody. You are amazing. So words of affirmation, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, obviously physical touch. I still like to give love through physical touch. I just feel like there's just so much you can convey through touch. Yeah. Obviously gifts. I love being thoughtful. Yeah. The more the challenge, the better. <laughs> yes. And something that I've been, I think, um, I think that I've always done a lot of, but I'm trying to find a balance with in giving love is acts of service. Mm. Having to set boundaries with myself to do acts of service because that's yeah. how I genuinely want to give love, but not so much that I'm hurting myself in the process. Ooh, people pleaser, ding, ding, ding. I know. <laughs> I know. I feel like I can relate with you on that too, for sure. There's yeah. there's a it's like the spectrum. We have the access service and then we have people pleaser on the other side. Severe mm-hmm. people pleaser on the other side. Oh yeah. <laughs> spectrum, so, see? I'm telling mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's black yeah. and white. Exactly. For well, sure. that's my story. All caught up now in my love languages. <laughs> yes. No, I love that you shared like how the different love languages kind of break down and what you've seen and experienced in your own life. It's really helpful. Yeah. I love the research you shared, the South Asian connection. And I, mm. like, I had no, I didn't think about it that way. Like the food is a center of, mm. it can't be its own love language in South Asian communities. Yeah. And so, so insightful yeah. and fascinating. I was left to yeah. play the guessing game, and we can go in zigzag. So before I get to my story, why don't you pop? I'm gonna pop <laughs> quiz you. Coming. You knew this was coming. What I do you think coming. are my top two? Because mm. that's what I remember when I took the last quiz. My top two okay. are fair enough. Fair enough. I think your top. There two, is a ma'am. quiz, by the way, if mm. you ever need to know how to yes. learn what your love languages are. And you just literally have to Google love languages yes. quiz and it'll come yes. up. I think the website is fivelovelanguages.com or something. But yeah. And there's it. a book too about it, right? There's a book yeah. about mm-hmm. it too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. No more stalling, okay. ma'am. 
I'm giving it enough time Michelle's to think. love languages. <laughs> I think Michelle's love languages are. I think it's physical touch. Okay. As one. Mm. And then the second one I think is quality time and or words of affirmation. So my top two were quality time and words of affirmation. I think physical touch oh. was the third one. So you were spot on in the top oh. three. But Yay. backwards in order. <laughs> no, backwards in order. One yeah. Was, yeah, number one was quality time and number two mm. was words of affirmation. Um, mm. And the quiz that I took, I, I think it was the official quiz. It was like a spectrum too. So it listed all five mm-hmm. in ranking, which was cool yeah. to see. Exactly. Like, because, like, I mean, we see. all at different points want them all. Yeah. That's why I said like earlier, remember, like it's based on your need at any given mm-hmm. moment. That's what your love mm-hmm. languages are. When your certain mm-hmm. need is like fully met consistently, maybe you don't really feel that as a love language anymore and you need some other things yeah. that aren't being met. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I feel like quality time and words of affirmation when I took the quiz, I wasn't surprised that were my top yeah. two. Right. Like I think like just as I'm growing up, I'm like realizing and becoming aware of like what's important to me and what what makes me feel happy. Like, yeah. you know, those reward awards that we used to get in school and certificates <laughs> and like the yeah. most so-and-so in the classroom, the most helpful in the classroom. You know, you, do you know what I'm talking about? I bet you got about? most helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. And, I bet. But like those things like meant a lot. And even till this day, like when I yeah. get words of recognition, whether it's in my career and personal yeah. life, anything mm-hmm. like that is just – really uplifts me and I really mm-hmm. feel love through that. Um, but quality time was number one because, you know, for me, like words are not enough. Like I want to make sure like yeah. that like you're showing love with that quality time. It's not like a quantity. Yeah. It's not words. It's You have actions mm-hmm. to it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure it relates to my past and what my childhood experiences were. I know we were talking about that in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I feel like I didn't – I was always craving words of affirmation and quality time with my family, from my family. Mm. And I think you hit on this in your experience where they were always hustling, immigrant parents. They were busy. They're trying to make mm. a living. It's a survival, right? Like they were, mm-hmm. they were not, like, you know, helpless and focusing on that. But it sacrificed right. the love that we needed. But that's mm-hmm. why we cherish those vacation times because we remember like it was yeah. like they were off from work. They were completely present with us. We were doing fun things together. Yeah. And still to this day, like I feel like I crave it. Like I want to go on a trip with my parents and my sister because mm. it's just something I cherish. I've always cherished. Yeah. Um, so like going back to quality time, whenever I go on dates with my partner – I appreciate it when he does not go on his phone and is fully present. I know you mentioned that too, mm-hmm. like no distractions. Mm-hmm. We were actually long distance, right? You know this for about two years yeah. before we got back into the same city. And it was three years total, but two years consecutively. Consecutively, So that was the longest right. we were in two, uh, separate. And we prioritized visiting each other to spend quality time. We also mm-hmm. had like a rule that I really appreciated that no matter how busy we were during the day – we would make sure to have at least one phone call or FaceTime call, even if it was short each day. So like sometimes mostly it would end <laughs> with like a good night FaceTime call. And I really, really like so that. That's so sweet. Um, mm. You know, it's not like we're, like a text to me, like good night versus a FaceTime call good night, like it means so much. Yeah. Or a FaceTime call means so much more than a text. Yeah. Mm, uh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And I love that you kind of talked about how like people learn about other languages and giving and receiving mm-hmm. can be different, sometimes won't align because you might not be aware of it. And so mm-hmm. actually my partner and I took the quiz together and I was able to learn his yeah. love languages. And it it was similar to our experience. Like we are living experience of like example of us giving each other love mm-hmm. in the way that we mm-hmm. want to receive and not matching the other person. And so and when you took much, these love like, language quizzes, what were you saying? No, sorry. sorry I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to no, say, no, like, do you notice, like, a difference, like, when you are so much more uh, yeah. intentional about loving someone the way they like to be loved yeah. versus, like, yeah. just loving? You notice no, a difference? For sure. It does. It does make a difference. And it helps you understand the person and view the person in a different light, too, in a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, his was, like – I believe I remember this is a long time ago we took the quiz, but it was quality time and gifts. And so um, once we learn about each other's love languages, we try to prioritize that for each yeah. other. And um, 
the giving and <laughs> that makes so much sense knowing yeah. knowing him like quality time gifts especially gifts makes a lot of sense yes yeah. yes <laughs> well yeah he loves he loves uh, he loves giving me gifts which i appreciate and i think gifts yeah. has become more higher too in my ranking because of that because i've appreciated that like yeah i think Whenever I'm talking to my parents, like, oh, Aliman and I are going on a date for our anniversary mm-hmm. or we're doing this, or he got me this present, and she would kind of be so confused. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, you guys are going <laughs> on a date? You guys are doing this? <clears throat> and I would be like, yeah, like, we're celebrating our anniversary. We're celebrating this. Like, mm-hmm. it's supposed that's supposed to happen. And yeah. But that shows kind of con- um, confirms what you shared about the South Asian community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take a sip of water real quick. Yeah, of course. Take a second. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so true though. And I think that, you know, I have definitely seen a difference too in the past when like Adi and I didn't know each other's love languages. I feel like obviously we still showed love, but like sometimes it was easy to take things for granted. You know, like Adi's is absolutely acts of service and like that wasn't back then a strong suit for me and so like I wasn't showing him that love he didn't feel it even though like I showed it in other ways he wasn't picking it up but now that we like every single week we do like a little check-in and like I'm like hey have you felt loved like when did you feel loved and like we're really intentional about it and it's just such a world of difference to it is do that it is and you know as you're telling me this I had an insight right now like a light bulb went off Mm -hmm. It was like, you know how in the beginning you mentioned how like sometimes your past experiences, the way you were given love can either make you crave or not want, like yeah. not, not want yeah. a love language. Yeah. Gift giving was like a big one for me. So like Alima's love oh. language was gift giving. But for me, I grew up with not getting a lot of gifts. And so mm-hmm. it almost started making me feel like, oh, like the person's doing too much for me. So when he would get me gifts, yeah. I would get uncomfortable in our beginning of a relationship. I would mm-hmm. be like, oh my gosh return that like that's too much money you're spending on me like no 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 no. like don't worry about it <laughs> mm. like you know I did gifts for him but it was more like sentimental gifts or meaningful like mm. you know emotional gifts but like now you know like I've grown and worked through that you know mm. experience that I've had growing up I feel like I'm more open yeah. and appreciative and I'm welcoming his desire to give me gifts because that's how he gives yeah. like shows love too in addition to like that. the the receiving love language that I have quality. which is quality mm-hmm. time and so yeah. we've even talked about it, me and Alima. Like I told him, I was like, <laughs> after like I started therapy and things like that, I was like yeah. telling him, I was like, do you feel like, I feel like I'm more like excited and open like to like getting gifts from you. And he was like, yeah, like you are. And I was like, does that make you happy? And I've he's seen like, that yeah, too with both of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And before I used to be very closed off. Like I would be like, oh my gosh, I know. how much did you spend? Like return that now. Like, you know, like yeah. it wasn't like in a bad way. It was just more like. You know, like, like you were just you don't so need to spend that much money yeah. on me because it wasn't given yeah. to me that type of love language, right? So and you're so, like, kind of an example of both, though. You know, like with quality time, for example, and even words physical touch, third one, yeah, mm-hmm. and words of affirmation. Those are things yeah. you didn't get as much, so you crave it. But even like gifts, even though you didn't get it, like you weren't craving it. So you're an yeah. example of both. So interesting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dual trauma. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god stop i'm dying <laughs> i know it's oh so my funny. goodness we gotta cope through humor this is what we we do here you okay dull the trouble dull trouble dull trauma dt <laughs> oh boy that's gonna be a t-shirt next time <laughs> i know right dull trauma Woo-hoo. okay so um where was that yes so love languages so that's kind mm-hmm. of like how i feel like i grew and changed mm. through like self like self-work and self-reflection and seeking professional help through therapy and I think like it has helped our relationship grow in a good way too like I'm more Mm. willing and like acts of service is something I do a lot as a as a giving love language like that's a big one like having a younger sibling I do that a lot for her I still do and and I'm on that spectrum too I had to like find the in between I used to be on the very severe Mm. people pleaser end but now I'm like moving over a little bit and but like for him to do something like or like for him to do something like that, like I would feel a little weirded out or like, oh no, that's my job. Mm-hmm. Like I should be doing this for you. Or I sh-. And now like, yeah. you know, understanding, okay, like, you know, I deserve to receive acts of service too. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like it has opened me up. Like just le- being more aware of love languages, doing the self-work has made me 
more open to like learning about my partner, Aliman, and like mm. just myself too on how love languages work and how we can grow as a, as a couple. And of course, we, we talked mm-hmm. about love languages isn't just with romantic partners. It could be with no, yeah. non-romantic relationships Anybody. as well. So I completely resonate with you. Like my dad, his is like for sure acts of service, like cutting mm-hmm. fruit, showing up while I'm watching <laughs> yeah. TV in the living room and he brings out a plate of grapes. Doesn't say a word. <laughs> Just picks up a piece of grape and puts it near my mouth because he wants to feed me and my sister. And I'm telling you, I'm in my late 20s. Until this day, he still does it. And it's really sweet. Like, we appreciate that. That's his love language, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or like if I'm packing for a trip and I'm at home visiting, and he'd be like, let me pack for you. And sometimes it can be a little overbearing. Mm -hmm. Like, I've already packed. And he'd be like, let me redo it. (laughs) No, 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 dad. (laughs) No, it's like sometimes it can be like that. you know, every time, a lot, like almost every single time I've had to move cities or move apartments, my parents have always like showed up to like help me move mm. and be there. Like I feel like I've been very privileged too to receive those acts of service, but sometimes they can be mm. overbearing and can come with expectations. Sure, but yeah. I think like my mom at the same time too, like I'm visiting and she's cooking for me. She's making like, you know, making a nice meal, a home-cooked mm. meal. That's her love language. Food, right? We talked about food. Yeah. Like whenever she's making like my favorite dish or a well-known dish, like a famous dish like biryani or my favorite is curry kasa. Mm. I love that. She'll like make a bunch to give to like family members in the neighborhood or in close by Mm. friends. So it's so like food, right? Like you share that. Mm. That's your way of showing love is that you share. And I think I've adopted it too. And I think I've done that too. Like I'm a seasonal baker and a baker for others. I think that's Ooh. where it comes from my mom. Like whenever I make anything sweet in my household or in my like apartment or house, wherever I am, I have to give it to others too. Like, I love that. I have to share. Like that's my thing. So mm. I want to be your neighbor. Can I just yes. be your neighbor? I'll come over. <laughs> yes. Well, during pandemic, it was a lot because <laughs> of your home. <laughs> I was making Oreo oh triples and muffins oh, and cookies. I, I was trialing new recipes. It wasn't mm. good. We weren't out getting out of the house. <laughs> we were just eating. Um, yeah, but I bet it was delicious and tasty. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's so I funny. Just... Even I baked during the pandemic. Did you know yeah. like, that was the first time I baked cake from scratch? Oh, And I got kind? really good at it. Okay. Was it. I was baking, you know, like typical just like vanilla, like buttercream frosting yeah. or like um, chocolate cake with chocolate um, fondant. Like I was – baking baking things that I never thought I was but mainly because like my parents and I quarantined with my aunt and uncle and the kiddos and we had birthdays at the time and like they didn't want to like buy outside especially things that we couldn't heat up so I started making them and I I loved it but it's so funny like we both turned to baking during the pandemic I know (laughs) yeah I think it was just short-lived though I'm not that like frequent anymore it was like (laughs) Yeah. yeah, like now Fair I'm doing enough. it like in fall. Like it's just – I think fall just comes around and I'm like, ooh, Baker Michelle has awoken. Baking time. Awaken and like we're going to – it's time to bake. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, hit me up when Baker Michelle wakes yes. up because I'd like yes. to come get some. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. And I wanted to also talk about how like – so my sister and I have very open communication and we're always having some deep conversations about mental health and things like that. And we've actually communicated very like directly and comfortably mm-hmm. about like each other's love, love languages because uh-huh. we love each other a lot and we care about each other a lot and we want to be aware. And so mm-hmm. um, a while back, she kind of shared with me that her top one is words of affirmation. Like that's very important to her. Mm-hmm. And she has helped me understand how she receives love. And like mm-hmm. that really helps helped me like, okay, like this is what she's going to need or she needs when I need to show love. Like I need to make sure I do this mm-hmm. in addition to whatever else I want to do. And right. I think it's helped mm-hmm. our relationship grow even more. Like she's giving me examples mm-hmm. about like, oh, like, you know, when you tell me I'm proud of you, like you have to tell me like what are you proud of me about? Like it needs to be specific words. Oh, yeah. So it's so amazing to see her like be wow. an advocate of herself and yeah. tell me like, okay, this is what I need. And I think it's really helped us. Like it's helped me be more intentional and in how I interact with her and how mm. I praise her and I how I support her. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. I just – I love so much that she not only advocated, but she was like really specific on like yeah. 
Yeah. Because, like, sometimes I think that we get into a trap of expecting almost someone to read mm-hmm. your mind. I'm like, they yeah. can't. Yeah, you and have I know to it communicate. seems a little clinical sometimes to be like, hey, like, this is exactly what I want you to say sometimes, or this is exactly how I want you to phrase it sometimes. But honestly, like, no one's going to really know that that's what we want unless we say it. So it's yeah. so amazing that she said, like, don't just say you're proud of me. Tell me why or how you're proud of me. And, like, when yeah. you do it, she can receive it so much better. So I, I love yeah. that. That's so amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. And go her. I'm so proud I of know. her. Go, go <laughs> you. Um, so I just love this concept so much. Like when, mm-hmm. when we first thought of this topic, I was so excited, right? Like, yeah. woohoo, I can't wait for Elle. And I love Elle. Yes. And I think there's so much research now on how like understanding how your you know, close loved one, whether it's a partner or it's a non-romantic relationship that like part, like loved one where it can improve relationships if you're aware and you're communicating about your love languages. And I think it's so important. Mm-hmm. It helps you see that other person in a different light. And yeah. one example I can think of that I feel like I am guilty of, and especially before, you know, I learned a little bit more about love languages and applied it into my relationships was like, oh, like if I'm texting a person and I like I'm like oh my god like they haven't responded to my text in so long or I'm waiting like like instead mm-hmm. of thinking of it as a threat of like oh they don't love me it's maybe mm-hmm. like their love language is not like texting or like the words it's more like quality time mm-hmm. or intentional time which is maybe a meeting in person or phone call or FaceTime like I think that's so important like that uh, each person's way of communication can be related to their love language. It's like, you know, if friends drift apart or they separate or split up from their cities that they might be living in together, like just Mm -hmm. because like you – your love language of receiving might be like texting constantly or wanting to text all the time might not be the same as the other person who wants to be more intentional with their time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's – this is something that has been kind of bouncing around in my head a lot, especially as we're growing and Mm -hmm. our relationships are changing and everybody's evolving. And so just like – as, mm-hmm. as people evolve, right, our love languages can evolve and our love languages yeah. can be influenced by our past like we talked about. And they can mm-hmm. also influence our past and our current experiences can change mm-hmm. kind of how we continue to communicate with our loved ones, our partners. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of some insight a good point. on this topic. Yeah, I really love this topic though, honestly. There's just yeah, so much – like, even though I feel like we've been talking a lot and forever, I feel like yeah. that's still so much more that we could say on this topic. Yeah. I mean, love languages, there's just so much depth to it. Yeah. And it's, it's a tall mountain. A topic and too, we've though. only taken like probably a few steps. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so true. Could, it's a very, very, <laughs> it's a very amazing topic. And I think it's a very, very applicable topic. But I love yeah. that you when you shared that article that you researched it's really important like all these ideals that come up are created by non-south asian people it's important that not Mm -hmm. everything might be applicable or even relevant to the south asian experience and we have to remember that right so Mm -hmm. i'm glad you brought that especially when we're living here Mm -hmm. i think this is something that comes up often is This is the thing about like that bicultural experience is Mm -hmm. we have this culture, then we have that culture. Mm -hmm. We have this norm, we have that norm. And honestly, we fit somewhere in between on the spectrum. Sometimes we're on this side, sometimes we're on that side, sometimes we're in the middle. It's unique to say the least. It is unique for sure. Yeah. Okay. Last fun fact I'll share with you. This past time that I went to visit India, um, Mm -hmm. I had – the entire family. So I'm talking to my parents, I'm talking to my aunt and uncle, uh, their kiddos, and my grandmas take the love languages quiz. Oh my gosh. Are you so kidding? I could this I'm not so kidding. Amazing. Yeah. Did they do it? <laughs> they did it. They did it and yes. I have it saved on my phone. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so it's just I, I had it saved on my phone and then I send it back to everybody and then start it in our WhatsApp group. So I was like, okay, you guys need to look back on this for your spouses and for yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Look at you yeah, healing generations of trauma in this way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's so mm-hmm. funny, like some of the things were like so obvious, but it was so cool to see like 
some of the things that weren't quite so obvious, it was like, whoa, this is a love language for you? I would have yeah. never guessed. Aww. So it was just really cool and like Bringing awareness. fun exercise to do, but also helpful to know. Yes. For how to I'm love sure better. It was helpful. I'm sure. Raising yeah. awareness is the first step. So and you yeah. did that. <laughs> so I'm proud of you. Fun little challenge. That's, that's a lot. I'll be curious to know if you do it at some point. Did you get pushback? No, they were I mean, some of them were like, Yeah, this is so cool, let's do it. And then some of them were like, Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like the dads, well, of course. Yeah. But yeah. they were into it. They were like, Oh, what is All this right. question? Okay. I'll what set is a this goal mean? a goal for my for my family to do it. It'd be interesting. That'll be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. You want to see us out? Yes. Okay, everyone. We would love to hear your love languages and maybe some love languages <laughs> stories that you would like to share, maybe experiences in your household with yeah. romantic partners, non-romantic loved ones. We would love to hear. Mm-hmm. You can reach us at – and, and if they agree with them having love languages that weren't met that they now crave or if the love languages that weren't met they no longer want either there you go curious how how do you how does your love language relate to your past let's see we would love to hear Mm -hmm. and you can reach us by email at talksouthasiantome at gmail.com or any socials facebook twitter instagram tiktok um our handle is at talksouthasiantome we would love to hear from you Okay, Mm -hmm. that wraps it up. All right. Bye. Bye.